The remedy is to abandon the larger for the smaller, to do the small thing closely and deeply, rather than the big thing loosely and superficially. Colson Whitehead. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And today we're talking about something a little more about your writing style. So if you really enjoy the omniscient writing style, this episode is not for you. We are talking about psychic distance. The author of The Art of Fiction, John Gardner, used this term psychic distance to describe the distance that the reader feels between himself and the events of the story. As a reader, sometimes you feel like you are the main character, sometimes you feel like you're looking over the main character's shoulder, and sometimes you feel like you're another person in the scene, but you're not seeing it from anyone else's point of view, you're seeing it from your own point of view. We've described this idea before like video games. Whether you are playing first-person video game where you can see your hands and what you're doing but nothing else, or whether you are over the shoulder, or whether you are at a far long distance from the character like World of Warcraft. Having a steady and consistent psychic distance is something that will help you communicate to your readers that much more clearly. Being aware of the psychic distance prevents head hopping, which is something that we see a lot of immature authors do because they don't recognize the psychic distance at which they are writing whatever scene. If you minimize the psychic distance, you are making the reader feel closer to the point of view character. This is something that is very helpful in getting your reader to feel part of the story, but it's not always necessary. So let's get into what using and knowing about psychic distance can do for your writing itself. We've talked about third-person omniscient, third-person limited or close, first-person omniscient, first-person close, and then second-person. That is more or less the order of psychic distance. The farthest psychic distance you can have is that third-person omniscient. The closest psychic distance you can have is that second person, where you're saying, you make the choice to do this. The reader feels like they are the ones making the choice to do this. So how about you? When you're reading, do you picture yourself as the main character or as someone else in the scene or as someone not involved? I tend to picture my books like a movie. Whether or not it's written in first person point of view or second person point of view or third person point of view, I am picturing it in my head as all of these characters are independent from me. I see it a little bit more closely where I'm not another character in the scene, but rather I'm seeing something from the point of view character's eyes. So I'm recognizing that, yes, I'm not the one making the choices, but I see their thought process. I understand what they're going through and why they're making certain choices. And I don't see what that character doesn't see. A lot of this, it turns out, is as much the job of the author as the reader. So your job as an author is to understand the psychic distance and keep it consistent throughout your story. A lot of this comes down to the idea of showing rather than telling. It is going deep into the point of view so that you are matching consistently what the reader see to what the character sees. So if you say that my character is now feeling sad, 
versus they lose all of their breath and then their knees crumple and they fall, you understand that they're sad. You've been there. You feel it with the character. You can do a little bit more telling when it comes to the point of view characters because it is that character's point of view. They can actually recognize their emotions and say, I am sad. You don't want to say I'm feeling sad, but I am sad works-ish. When it comes to other characters, though, because you are seeing it through the lens, you have the psychic distance with that point of view character, you're separated from the other characters. Those are the ones that you need to show because you are only seeing it through your point of view. Another thing to keep in mind as you're analyzing the psychic distance is how you treat your audience. So if you show something and then tell the same thing right after, You're treating your audience like they're dumb and they couldn't figure it out on their own. Making sure that the audience is with you in the scene means you can trust your audience to empathize with the main character. This is especially important when it comes to opinions within there. Because if you have opinions expressed by the characters, if it is that close psychic distance, even in the narration, then your readers can assign those opinions to characters. And it's a lot easier to disagree with characters that are tertiary, that don't matter as much to the story. If you have your main characters expressing not great opinions, and it is clearly from them, if it's that close psychic distance, it becomes hard to root for those main point of view characters. It's very likely that you will have a character in your Western who is pro-slavery. If your main character is pro-slavery, your audience will disagree with them and they will not like the character. If the bad guy or some tertiary character is pro-slavery, then we're more okay with it because we aren't as an audience expected to agree with that character as we would with a character that we are psychically close to. Now, there are a couple of things you can do as an author to close the distance between your reader and your point of view character. One of which is, especially if you're writing those multiple points of view stories, make sure the first name you say when you switch point of views is the point of view character, because that's the first one we're thinking about. That's the one we align with. You can use pronouns of other characters in the scene up to that point, but your point of view character should be the first name after that scene break. You can also use metaphors that are relatable and recognizable to help minimize that psychic distance between your reader and your characters. Because your reader can relate to a character saying something like, the teen stood side by side, him laughably taller than her, reminding me of the ears on a German shepherd puppy, lopsided but still somehow adorable. And that kind of description really sets the scene through that main character's point of view, through their eyes, because we're seeing their thoughts, how they're relating to the world around them. So it closes that psychic distance between the reader and your characters. Now, as a storyteller, there are a lot of advantages to having a minimal psychic distance between your reader and your characters. One of the first and biggest priorities is you want your reader to root for the main characters. You want your reader to align with those characters, to feel connected with them. You want that close psychic distance because when you get that emotional investment, 
then they will finish the book. And if they are emotionally invested in a positive way, they will like it in the end, whether or not it made them cry because it was a tragic ending. And by emotionally invested in a positive way, we don't mean they were happy all the time. We mean every emotion except bored. Or angry. If you're just angry at the book itself the entire time, then there's a problem. But if they're experiencing the emotions of your characters, that whole range, that's what you want. Having a good psychic distance between your reader and your characters helps them prioritize what's happening. There's always more that you can describe, but by using the knowledge of what your character sees, you can narrow it down and prioritize in the reader's mind to help them align with the character and what the character is experiencing. This also helps you understand your character's voice. Because if I walk into a room, I'm more likely to notice the gun than the pink rhinestone purse. I am far more likely to notice the dog, then the gun, and then finally the rhinestone purse. This tells your readers about the point of view character because of what they're noticing in order. My dad will notice the smell of coffee before anything else. Knowing this also helps you avoid maximizing psychic distance. When you maximize the psychic distance, put as much space between your reader and the characters and their connection to each other, then the whole thing starts to feel superficial. The readers start to wonder why they're even reading the book in the first place. So imagine your ideal reader. Imagine the types of things that they feel as they're reading this and that scene. What are the things that you want the reader to be experiencing? Figure out your psychic distance and how to align with that. Now, like every episode we've had this month, we do have a little bit of homework for you. This one will feel more like busy work, but I promise it'll help you get a grasp of how psychic distance can change the reading experience for the better. We want you to write a short story in an omniscient point of view, and then write it again with a deep or close point of view, whether that is a first person or a third person. Write both and then give them to someone to read and ask them which they liked more and why. If you don't yet have a critique buddy and you can't tell which is better because you wrote them and it's hard to read something that way, then instead your homework will be to write the same scene from two different points of view. What does each individual character notice about the scene? How are they misreading the other characters? and analyze what works best for the scene, which tells the story better. This starts when you as an author connect with your characters, when you understand the world through each individual character's eyes, which is really the goal of any story. That's why we enjoy reading stories, and that's why we enjoy writing stories. So writing something that your readers can align with and something that minimizes especially that psychic distance starts when you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 